And once again, welcome back. LN the AM with Jay Oliver. I am Tom Shalero sitting in for Jay Oliver. Jay will be back tomorrow. LI News time is 8.32 AM. And as promised, uh, with us for our last segment of our morning show is our representative, uh, United States House of Representatives Congressman Andrew Garbarino. I know there's been a lot of talk about members of Congress and, and how some are picking up the slack. But let me tell you something. If you live in Congressman Garbarino's district, you are extremely very lucky. I was just reading about some of the legislation and some of the bills that uh, uh, Representative Garbarino has sponsored. And without a doubt, it's why we have congressmen it's, and congresswomen. And it's why we need effective members of the House of Representatives and how important it is. We cannot dismiss that. We cannot take that lightly. Let me say hello to our Congressman Andrew Garbarino. Congressman Garbarino, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, uh, Tom. Good morning. <laughs> I don't know if I could say anything more after that, that introduction. I feel like I should just uh, get off the air now. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't really want to get into the other thing because I want to be positive, but I was just looking at some of your accomplishments and achievements, and I'm going to have to say this. I feel very bad for the 749,000 people in that district that's a little bit uh, west of you that are having a tough time. People don't understand how important it is to have an effective member of Congress. And we are going to talk about some of the things that you've done. And I only hope that situation resolves itself. I know I'm not really asking a question. Uh, just your thoughts. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's there's a lot of things going on down in Washington. It's, uh, you know, you need to have you need to have an effective uh, legislator, someone who can who can do the job, someone who can work with the community, uh, you know, whether it's in district uh, and you're getting district requests uh, for help with the SBA, the Small Business Administration, or with the IRS, or with a passport help, you need someone who's going to be able to to set that, uh, you know, to set those uh, those meetings up to to resolve constituent requests. And I'm very happy with my office; uh, they do a phenomenal job with uh, constituent uh, service work. And also down in D.C., I mean, it's not just about legislation. I know we're going to talk about some of the bills uh, that I've co-sponsored. But it's also, you know, appropriations requests, you know, uh, bringing back federal dollars uh, for, for projects in your district, whether it's infrastructure projects or work with non-for-profits. You know, these are things that this is why you always want uh, a, a legislator who can work uh, with the community and with people down in Washington to, uh, to get results the importance of the 435 members and uh, and I remember having you on saying well if things work out the way it is you're going to be the dean of the delegation uh, even though you're only you're in your second term but you know again I mean that's the way the that the uh, that the uh, the cards crumbled so to speak or the cookies crumbled however it's going to go but let's get into some of that legislation I mean I'm telling you right now congressman you checked off all the boxes uh, in terms of uh, health care in terms of uh, business in terms of uh, veterans let's take the first First one, uh, the Return Home to Housing Act. I'll tell you, I read through that bill. I love it. I absolutely. Uh, again, uh, you represent an area that has some of the highest in incidences of uh, veterans and veterans that do need help. Yeah, give us a, a, an overview of the Return Home to Housing Act. Well, and, and, and you're right. We have uh, we have a huge, huge veteran population uh, in Nashville and Suffolk County here, uh, and a lot of them. Um, uh, there's a well, and just one is unacceptable. But we have more than one uh, uh, homeless veteran, and the reason why is, you know, there's several different programs, but uh, uh, one of these, the the, um, the veterans, Department of Veterans Affairs, they have a program that they will uh, have, pay a daily rate um, for, for 
certain institutions and certain uh, certain housing facilities to house uh, uh, homeless veterans. Unfortunately, that rate, uh, w- this program was set up decades ago, and that rate was never changed, was never tied to inflation. So that people are reimbursed doesn't even cost, uh, doesn't even uh, reimburse them for the, the cost or even half the cost of housing. So we're trying to up that number uh, to 200% uh, to actually be consistent with what, uh, what inflation has done. Uh, and we've worked with local organizations, uh, you know, that are interested in building uh, facilities. Uh, United Veterans Speaking House is one great one. We've worked with Victoria Ryan over there. She, she's on the board over there. You know, they, they have great ideas of what they want to do, and, and I'm so happy to partner with them. But, you know, this is a, a real-life issue that they're uh, with an easy fix. It, it, it's an easy fix. We just need to uh, to peg this to to inflation to get the reimbursement rate up, and then we have an existing program that that is already running. That uh, that once this once this fix is passed in this piece of legislation, and it's a bipartisan piece of legislation. I I co-sponsored with a uh, uh, with another Republican and, and two other uh, and two Democrats, and uh, you know once this is passed, it, you know it is a huge issue that we will be able to solve. Came, became quite evident, I know, on this show. Uh, it was a number of years ago when the Northport uh, VA hospital shut down their homeless shelter for some construction that they needed to do and so on. And many of these organizations tried to pick up the slack, but they lacked the funding. It, it almost seems yep. like a bill like this uh, certainly was needed back then. You were, I believe, in the state assembly at the time. But uh, so when I read about this, that's exactly where I went back to because we got many phone calls that came into to my program, my my midday program, where there were homeless vets that were um, were, were depending on this, were depending on the uh, the shelters that were provided at the hospital where they were seeking a lot of whether it was mental health uh, uh, or, or counseling for PTSD, and in addition to uh, pr- uh, problems that they had with their own physical health. So to see something like this is very gratifying to me because I saw the suffering that uh, many of our veterans did uh, did uh, result as a result of it. Uh, anything, was there a, um, did someone approach you or this was just one of the projects that when you ran for re-election that you said was going to be on your agenda to do something like this? Well, we, we had actually been working on this last year, my first term, uh, because it's something that we noticed. I remember uh, one of my uh, Chamber of Commerce president, she brought up how, how you know she was helping these vet, these homeless people and and in, in in the town try to find housing, and she said to me, I you know I can't believe how many of them are veterans. Uh, so this bill, uh, you know, my co-sponsorship and co-lead of this of this bill came from you know, just how how prevalent it is uh, all along island homeless uh, homeless veterans. So it's something that I, I knew, and then to find out that there's a program to address it, but the, the reimbursement rate is what's it's what's stopping people from participating. Uh, you know, it, it just seems like an easy fix to me. And it's and you and you bring up a good point. You also talk about mental health. Um, and my you know, my former colleague Congressman Zeldin had a had a program that's been going on in, in New York State, the Dwyer program, a peer-to-peer counseling program. Uh, you know that uh, that started. He, he started that when he was in the New York State Senate. He's been pushing for that for a national bill. And, and my my new colleague. Uh, Nick Lota just picked up that legislation, and he's uh, he's running with it. I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm co-sponsoring that bill with him, but uh, he's he's already hit the ground running. Also, uh, with the focus on uh, on veterans' mental health. You know, Nick is a veteran, so I did want to plug that there because you know it's not just me doing great work on veterans' issues on Long Island. 
Exactly. And I, and I think that's important to say that. And also, uh, I want to say thanks to uh, Congressman Zeldin at the time, former Congressman Zeldin, because at the time when we when we took it up here on our midday show here at L.A. News Radio, uh, he was really the only one. He's the only one that really wanted to listen to us, and, and he was out there trying to do the best. And, and in the end, the situation somewhat got resolved. Uh, they wanted to move the, the veterans back in there, even though there hadn't been a, uh, a CO based on the work. It, it really was just a bunch of nonsense and all of the, the groups that were involved in helping out. And I'm, I'm sure a few of our veterans uh, fell through the cracks, and, and, and that's that to me is the, uh, the sin of it all. Uh, let's go to what else is important. Well, business is important. Investing in Main Street, local business, jobs. Uh, helping the economy. Uh, that was another bill that uh, uh, you were a key component of. Give us, give us the lowdown on that, Congressman. Well, yeah, the, the Investing in Main Street Act, uh, it, it was an important bill. Um, you know, I was, when I was an attorney uh, before I, I was in Congress, I, I represented a lot of small businesses, and, and a lot of them had great ideas. Uh, they wanted to grow. problem is <clears throat> there was no access to capital. The, the money available uh, for small businesses to get um, you know, so that, so they can so they can work on those uh, uh, those ideas they have, so they can try to grow business bigger. Um, you know, they just they didn't have the funds available. So this this is an old, uh, again, a, a a program that was already uh, uh, already set up in the SBA. It allowed uh, small uh, business investment uh, companies uh, or, or the, the investment in small business investment companies. Uh, by certain institutions, certain uh, bank and um, and uh, credit unions, to invest in these institutions that could then invest in small businesses. But that was capped. This was a 1958 number. Uh, it, it allowed it capped the the investment at five percent back in 1958. It had never been uh, fixed uh, since then. So you know you had all these small businesses you know keep popping up, but there was no growth in that in that access to capital. So we passed. Not only did we sponsor it, it actually passed uh, the House last week it, uh, on a huge, huge bipartisan basis, uh, raising the cap from five percent to fifteen percent. Um, so tripling the access uh, that was current that's currently available into this program, access to capital. Again, we passed it. it it's something that uh, I saw from my uh, my previous experience as an attorney. The need for it, and now uh, we just got to uh, help these small businesses because. You know, on Long Island, we really we have we have a lot of industries, but small businesses is the small businesses are the number one employer uh, on Long Island. Um, so it's making sure that they are able to continue uh, to be in business, to continue to grow, and continue to uh, create those uh, those jobs. It's uh, it's very important. That's why uh, uh, you know I have this bill. That's why we passed it this year, and hopefully we'll get it through the Senate uh, soon, and uh, the president can sign it, and we can continue to help our small businesses. I know there's a lot of uh, people concerned about the local economy, particularly on Main Streets. So on Main Streets have been doing pretty good, whether it's Babylon or Patchwork, even Port Jefferson, uh, trying to build them up. It's it's to me it's own it's old town America. That's and I love it. Uh, you know, uh, knowing Long Island the way you do and the way I do, and and how important it is to do something like this. Again, uh, I, I put the check mark on that one. Certainly, the first one, the Return to Housing Act. Here's one that many people are so concerned. But there's not a person listening to us. Right 
right now, Congressman, that has not been affected by cancer and uh, uh, cancer treatments. And and uh, it, it's almost that it, it really is that prevalent. It, it just impacts every American family. And this particular bill that to me almost was almost like an oversight. Uh, I didn't even realize until I read the bill that it would be difficult to uh, access uh, benefits for a period of time when you're in need the most. Uh, give us an overview on on that on that bill. So this again, I, I, this, is, this also was brought to my attention uh, by uh, by a member of the National Breast Cancer Coalition, um, uh, who was a, she was a breast cancer patient constituent and 